Hey guys, Joe McCall, REI in your car. How's it going? I am on my way to another mastermind, another local wholesalers mastermind in St. Louis. And it's awesome. I love going to these. We do them once a month and it's really a lot of fun. Get to hang out with some other wholesalers. You might have heard me talk about it before. It's uh, it's kind of an exclusive group. You kind of have to be, well, you, you have to be invited to come. We're not like snobby or snooty or anything like that. Uh, we just want to make sure that the only people that are there are guys actually doing deals. And it's been it's been really good. We we uh, sell each other's deals. I mean, we buy deals from each other. Uh, we partner on deals together, and it's a lot of fun. It's really good. I, I wanted to do this podcast because um, I hold on a second. I wanted to do this podcast because uh, <laughs> I want to give a big shout out to a friend of mine and a one of my coaches for the last almost 10 years. His name is Sean McCloskey. Many of you heard of the coaching program Life and Air. Sean McCloskey introduced me to Life and Air with Steve Cook about in 2005, and it's had a huge impact on my life. Life and Air is a coaching program that Steve Cook started, and then Sean McCloskey started coaching with him back in 2005, 2006. No, 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 no. It was 2000. Well, I remember. I don't remember exactly. Maybe it was 2007. <laughs> About nine, ten years. And so I've known Sean since 2005. He lives in St. Louis. And it was way back. I was just getting started. I read The Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I went to some real estate investing clubs Sean at the time was doing a ton of short sales and he had like a real office. I remember how crazy awesome I thought that was. Now I don't think so anymore. <laughs> I don't think so anymore. It's not that awesome to have an office, especially when you look at the expense involved with it. And uh, it's just sometimes it's more of a pain in the butt than it's worth. Although I used to have an office, we went out of it, and now we're looking for a new one. I just need, you, know, you need a place for your local team to work out of. But anyways, Sean had like a real office. And I remember being so impressed that an investor, a real estate investor, would have a nice looking office. And he was a, I think his wife was a broker. And so she, um, they, they would let investors who were realtors come and hang their license with them. And then they did some coaching and training out of the out of their real estate office and it was I learned so much uh, so anyway I remember somebody told me about Sean and his company is called property match he's doing a lot of short sales and uh, he was a, an investor friendly brokerage and I contacted him and asked him if my wife was the one who had her license at the time and I asked him if my wife could hang her license and but I could come to the meetings because I was the one doing all the work she would just do the realtor stuff. <laughs> the realtors don't really work, do they? The uh, It's funny, we were at a 4th uh, of July parade in Jackson, Wyoming, when we were doing our big trip a couple years ago. And uh, there were some realtors in the show, in the parade, you know. And the guy with the microphone said, 
hey, there's some realtors from so-and-so brokerage or whatever. And he said, that's the most I've ever seen a realtor work in their life. <laughs> you could hear, it's because she was throwing out candy. You could hear like laughter and like, oh, ah, <laughs> the realtors were kind of mad. <laughs> anyway, uh, I am a realtor, so I can make fun of realtors. The, uh, okay, so what was I going to say? Yeah, yeah. I started, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, got excited about real estate and started hanging out with Sean in his office. And he was doing free coaching at the time. And we were just talking about this and I'll tell you why we were talking about this later on in this podcast. And he had about 15, 16 of his agents every, was it every week or every once a month, uh, would come to his office for lunch. It was supposed to be an hour long lunch usually would turn into two or three hours. I'd have to leave early to get back to work. <laughs> I remember those days, man. I would, um, I, uh, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I would go and take like, oh, I feel, I feel bad about this. Like I had my, I still had my full-time job and I would go to these meetings and, um, I would set it up where it was when I, I, I could leave the office to go look at a job site and so on my way to the job site, I would take my lunch break in this, at this meeting, and I would take, you know, <laughs> a long lunch break so I could stay in these meetings, and uh, nobody would really know, because at the job site, they didn't know when I left the office, <laughs> and then in the office, they didn't know what I was doing after that, just knowing that I was going to a particular job site. But I would make it up. I mean, I would, uh, I would as a as an engineer manager um, there's no such thing as a 40-hour work week in construction but anyway I, I always felt like really bad that I was taking two or three hour long lunches on a weekday but anyway um, these meetings were so good right and I, I looked at my I was looking at a notebook going through my stuff in my office recently to kind of throw away some stuff and I found an old notebook like 10 years old I saw some dates on there from 2006 and sure enough, there on the top was a uh, property match meeting notes. Looking through the, the notes and what Sean was teaching at the time and like thinking, wow, this is really good stuff. Like what took me so long to get it? Because it wasn't until 2008, 2009. So like two to three years later that I finally start doing deals and making good income at it, right? And I'm looking at this looking at his notes thinking this is what I'm teaching my students today and why didn't I do what he said to do way back then in 2006 I mean I could have quit my job and started doing real estate full-time so much sooner I mean Sean was talking about the importance of marketing and making offers and setting up offers that are win-win for everybody and starting with goals I remember I was reading these notes he was talking about goals and having a plan marketing plan he was talking about um you know just the importance of marketing some of the basic fundamental stuff of real estate right and whatever was going on in my head at the time i i just either didn't believe it i didn't understand it i didn't get it i don't know but i remember i would dabble a little bit here and there i was afraid that i'd fail i was afraid of making a mistake i was afraid of what could happen if I you know I've I've succeeded like 
what if I start doing deals and I start getting a bunch of properties and then, then what am I going to do, right? Whatever was going on in my head, it's just a bunch of junk, you know? I was like afraid. I was um, overanalyzing everything. I was, uh, I was asking, there's nothing wrong with asking questions, right? But it's asking too many questions. There was too many unknowns. I was too preoccupied about like what happens if this happens. Looking at Sean, you know, he's been, he was doing a ton of deals at the time. I mean, this was a guy making very, very good money, had a professional office, just giving me the golden keys on a silver platter, and I wasn't doing it. But, you know, that's not the whole point of what I was wanting to say. I just was looking back thinking, man, it's so awesome that I had a coach, even though I wasn't paying him anything. But here's, here's what happened. Sean... Uh, you know, had a coach himself. It was Steve Cook at the time. And Steve challenged Sean and said, okay, what, you're helping all these people for free. That's nice, but you're going to get burnt out. This is going to get old really quick. And, uh, you know, we were paying the brokerage dues, which is like 100 bucks a month or something like that, right? Um, so Steve challenged him. He said, I think the best way you can help these people is to start charging them some money. And um, start charging them some money and um, start doing deal splits with them, right? Because this is taken up, this was literally was taken up so much of his time. And uh, he maybe didn't get it yet, but he would have soon enough, like spending a lot of time coaching people, helping them with their deals and not getting anything out of it. That just is not going to last. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster. So, um, I mean, and let me just explain that a little bit more. That's a nice thing, right? But this isn't a charity. Uh, this isn't a ministry. This is a business. Now, I, there is a place for all of that to help people for free and, you know, to coach and mentor people, you know, that are, maybe can't afford it. But you can't make a living out of that. And it was affecting his regular business. He has a family to feed, a family to take care of. So anyway, he started charging 300 bucks a month. He had 16 people coming every week. He started charging $300 a month, and he required he was required or he, he made the requirement that uh, everybody had to split their next 3 deals with him. Well, guess what? Of the 16 people, 13 stayed and said, "Okay, this is this is a great deal. 300 bucks a month." So he had 13 people paying him $300 a month. And guess what? Every one of those students uh, split a deal with him. You know, I take that back. I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I don't think I Maybe I did. I'm trying to remember. I didn't do a short sale. I didn't do any short sales. You know, I might have split a deal with him. We bought a house from him to do a rehab. And I think I gave him, I might have paid him a finder's fee or a wholesaler's fee or something for that deal. Um... Sean remembers, he, he remembers that every one, if not almost every one of them, did deal splits with him. And so what's 300 times 13? It's like almost, it's almost $4,000, right? All of a sudden, he's getting $4,000 a month coaching these, these realtors, and he's doing deal splits with them. Uh, we were talking about this this morning. He did actually do a deal split with a guy named Kevin in that group and I think they the total profit on that deal was $58,000 I think 58 grand was the profit on that deal and he had to split it with Sean right so Sean made 20 uh, tw uh, whatever 
And you may think, holy smokes, I mean, what a ripoff. <laughs> the student had to pay Sean $29,000. That's not the case at all. You talk to this guy, and he is ecstatic. He was more than happy to share the deal with Sean. You know why? Because he knew if it wasn't for Sean and his expertise, this was a short sale deal, his expertise in, in helping him with the deal, he would have never done that deal. Or if he did, he might he wouldn't have made anywhere near that much money on the deal. So the point is, the point is when he started charging people for coaching, his students started taking it more seriously. And he started actually doing more deals than he was before. And the students started doing more deals because they're putting money into this. They need to get their money back. And uh, we're actually doing really, really well. And everybody's making money. Everybody's winning. Everybody's happy. And um, so Sean, ever since then, has been coaching. And I've been really kind of working with Sean in his coaching program through Life and Air ever since then. I remember in 2008, 2000, yeah, it was probably 2007, 2008. He, uh, he called me to tell me that he's going to be starting joining Steve Cook in the Life and Air program and invited me to be in one of their groups. It was called Titanium, I think, at the time. And I said reluctantly, yeah, because money was a little tight at the time, and I, I joined it. I remember our first meeting in Chicago. Um, going out there, it was stressful, not sure how I paid for it at the time. I remember thinking, oh my gosh, this is a big commitment. You know, it's like, I think it was 500 bucks a month and there's three or four masterminds a year in different parts of the country. But it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, I'm so happy and proud of what Life and Air has meant to me and, and what Steve Cook is, the differences that Steve Cook and Sean McCloskey has made in my life. It's been uh, nothing short of amazing and miraculous and fun made some really really good friends so I just I wanted my point in saying all of this was um, I love the coaching business and I love being coached there is absolutely I'm 100% confident and sure that in, in no way I would have had the success that I've had without a coach without Sean without Steve life and air and some other coaches that I've had there's just no way um, and if you don't have a coach, you need to get one. You really, really do. That's the best education. The best thing that you can invest in, I've always say this, is the best real estate you can invest in is the four inches between your ears. And, and investing in coaching is more than just head knowledge. It's like heart stuff. You know, it's like getting deep into really what's going on in your life and your business. And if you're not having success, what is it? Why? And sometimes it's just little tweaks little adjustments here some accountability there some you know have you looked at it from this perspective maybe you could do this instead or do this differently so having a coach is real important and so i'm going to stop this podcast and do another one make it a part two and talk about what sean and i were actually doing this morning because um we're actually working together now doing some cool things and i'm excited to share it with you and uh so i'll end this for now take care guys